And welcome to part three of Wings, Beers, and Tears. And we continue with our draft analysis from our uh, beloved Redskins. Um, our fourth pick in the draft was an offensive guard uh, from Indiana, Wes Martin. 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 And I am always a big fan of taking Midwestern, Big Ten, Big 12 offensive linemen um, in the middle rounds because I think there are so many of them. And it's like throwing darts, and eventually one's going to stick, and you cannot have enough depth on the line. I don't know really who else was out there. I think there's a handful of guys that they were kind of juggling with. But, again, having seen him play, being Big Ten fans, very, very solid player. I think uh, 6'3", 3'11". Um, when obviously you guys know when, when they announced the pick, I said, uh-oh, Josh Loribus, because if you watch the NFL guys covering it, they, one guy said, I, I previewed or profiled 41 guards, and he wasn't one of them. So he wasn't even draftable. He didn't get invited to the combine, which is almost unheard of for a senior. Right. Um, and so you're like, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's Laribus 2.0. You're drafting some guy that nobody else has on their radar, but yet you're the one that can find him. But the more research you do, um, it's not like Laribus because Laribus was in and out of the SMU program. He, he got drafted based on – uh, basically potential alone. He didn't have a huge track record. This guy Th- does, though. This guy started over 40 games. He was a t- two-time, at least one-time, captain of the team. Two-time con- conference honorable mention. Obviously, that's a little bit concerning, drafted in the fourth round, that he wasn't thought of more highly by the other coaches in the, in the Big Ten. But he started, and he can pass protect. His stats are good in terms of his starts and his in- his ability to protect the passer and not get beat. So you're wondering – why was this guy not um, more sought after? Why, why wasn't he invited to the combine? Because he's got the pedigree. He does. Um, uh, and he's played in the Big Ten against big-time guys, and he's held his own. So um, I just think that he has limited athletic ability. Um, he can't knee bend. Um, he plays sort of uh, as a mauler more than a blocker, which is cool. I mean, he's a guy I'm going to cheer for. Right, you know, a big sloppy dude who drinks beer and it falls down his face, Perfect. and he's just ready to but go. But see, isn't that you want what you want for depth? I want a starter because I think Eric Flowers is garbage. I think he was a garbage offensive tackle, and I think he's going to be even worse as a guard. I think he get off the fence already, Christ. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, so you need a starter at that. So um, Martin could be that guy. I mean, the more you read about him, he's obviously very likable. Um, he's got personality. I heard him get interviewed, and he's got the he's got the pedigree. He was all academic as well. So I, if he's going to be, he reminds me of Raleigh McKenzie. Remember Raleigh McKenzie? Oh yes. You yes, know, some dudes you just plug in play. He's, he's he's short, shorter than everybody. Doesn't have the athletic ability, but, but he, he can moves play people. multiple positions on the line too. He's played both left and right guard. Yep. So um, I'm not a huge fan of it uh, in in terms of I think they reached for him. Uh, uh, you could have gotten him a, a round or two later, but they followed up with another guard um, slash center. So, yeah, I was going to say another guy that could play multiple positions. So my complaint with the Redskins is that they always never valued the interior offensive line. They just they just didn't for some stats reason, or they probably had some metric where it didn't really matter. Right? Um, they always they never appreciated the fact that you need strong offensive linemen in the interior. They've drafted two guys this year, so they're actually putting attention towards it, which is good. Um, Agreed. I'd, I'd much rather them stretch for a guy like Martin 
And then who's the, who's the next guy? Pearsonbacher. Pearsonbacher. You mentioned him earlier. I'd rather them stretch for a couple guys like that from big-name programs that have some pedigree and have some experience than take another Bryce Love or some wide receiver out of, you know, you know, Podunk University that they're like, oh, but his metrics are really good. He runs really fast. It's like, yeah, so are about a thousand other guys. You know? I know Pierce. I know Jeremy's excited about Pierce Bacher. Is it Pierce? How do you say it? Pierce Bacher or Pearson Bacher? I think it's Pierce Bacher. I think it's Pierce Bacher. Stop saying it wrong then, hopefully. <laughs> no, I, I, again, I like the versatility. That's, you know, with the injuries we've seen, I think we talked about it specifically last week. What You know, you're going to probably address eight guys. Well, if one or two goes down, you're completely screwed. When you when you got guys, you know, plugging in one on one, you need one to many on those, you know, backups. And I think they've taken care of that. I guess the real problem is that I don't think any of these guys can play tackle. If tackle goes down, I, I don't know what they're going to do. But I like these picks, and you know, I'm a little disappointed in in Jerry here because one of the most important pieces. Story of my life, and, Jeremy. You know, <laughs> I was you know, say, I, I'm getting used to that too. For what reason? But um, you know, he he drinks the milk straight out of the cow's teat. How can you not love that? You know, big old farm boy tossing around hay bales. You know, uh, no, <laughs> who else? Who else does that? Was, oh, that, was that his highlight reel? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't much. see that. Well, no. Uh, well, it doesn't really bode so well, but uh, I think Colt McCoy's. The That's right, Colt McCoy, and he gets injured every fourth play. Breaks his leg. Yeah, good, good milk drinking there, Colt. No, I oh, think Pierce Bacher is a given to make the fifty-three man roster because of his versatility. And, and, absolutely. And yep. your sw- your swing guy, your your backup tackle is Eric Flowers. That he can play right and left tackle. Not very well, yeah, but I he can. thinking that too. But he like can step said, up. Right. But you just I, said he sucked. He does suck, but that's why he's a swing tackle. Right? That's why he's not a starter. But he can play in a pinch. Well, that's um, good to hear. I'm you know because I really don't know that much about him. Other he's basically a complete fuck up. So you know, I'm glad to hear that. Pierschbacher, four year starter at Alabama. Yeah, no shit. Dude. At, at guard and center. Um, only weighs three oh seven. Not very. I just strong. wish he played in some big games though. For yeah, God's sake, exactly. <laughs> not very strong. Uh, doesn't play with a lot of power. It's more of a pusher than a blocker, but he has good technique and he can. He's so versatile. He's played right guard, left guard, and center. Yep. In like the same season. Yep. So he can. He's obviously pretty smart. Um, he's a good depth guy. I mean, he's a guy who can. You can put keep him on the roster and then add another linebacker. That right. to play game day, so because he can play back up in two role, two different roles. You don't need a backup center and a backup guard. You can just have him. Right. Um, so I thought that was a great pick. Um, he got drafted exactly where he should have been. So it sort of offsets the the West Martin. I mean, if they'd have picked him in four and West Martin in five, I probably would have been like, okay, that makes sense. That's good draft, you know. So right. it's sort of so at in the, the end they got two guys at that the end of the day, in, and they're both going to make the fifty three man roster. Right? I think they I, will too. I, I think they I will too. Hundred percent. I I mean I I don't particularly like the West Martin pick where it was. I thought they could have gotten him later. But I'm hoping he makes the roster. I mean, I'm hoping he, he comes out and they say, well, that guy's pretty good. He's just solid. Plug and play. Put him in there. We don't have to worry about it. He's got to be bit better than one of the journeymen that we suited up last year, for God's sake. Well, his I mean, comp is Sean Laval. But Sean Laval, was, Sean Laval was good when he was healthy. He was right. just never healthy. Exactly. The first year he played, he was pretty decent. And I think he was decent at – Cleveland. Those guys get beat up, man. I mean, the, the trenches in the NFL are just brutal. And that's why I think if you have multiple, you know, third to fifth round picks, if you take two offensive linemen every single year, I just think you put them in the shuffle and, and, and you figure out who stays healthy, who works with your schemes, and, and they, you, you have to have those guys on your roster. Well, and also, you know, the with Smith's contract hanging over our heads, you, you know, a guy making rookie money is a lot better than Laval making $8 million if they Boom. can play anywhere near the same. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And that's another thing about Haskins, going back flip it, uh, that I wanted to mention. 
he's on a rookie contract, which yep. is exactly what you need, given the fact that you have to carry so much money for that position already. Exactly. So exactly. It's, it's, it was perfect. If he pans out, it's a win. It's a home run. No, completely agree. Um, so moving on to the next pick, and you had just mentioned linebacker. So they took a linebacker from uh, um, UNC, North Carolina, uh, Holcomb. And I actually didn't like the pick at first, did a little research. I don't know that he's going to be a full-time linebacker in the NFL. I think he's going to be one of those hybrid guys that can be a, uh, a pinch, strong safety slash like nickel-type guy that kind of roams around a little bit. Not because he's super fast or athletic, but he's not that big. He is super fast. He ran a 4-4. Okay, so he is super fast. Um, He's not that big, and I think he's one of those guys that you can utilize in the NFL with their various nickel schemes and stuff that you can kind of move that guy around. So when I saw his versatility, I liked that pick more as a defensive player versus a pure linebacker. Because when they said linebacker, I went fuck, this guy's not a linebacker. And I looked at it and I was like, all right, well, he played linebacker in college, but what does that translate to in the NFL? And, and with all the different packages they throw out there, I, 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 did like, I, I did like what I saw. He is a run and chase linebacker, but I do like the fact that if you're going to be a nickel and you need somebody to run with a tight end, exactly, he can yep. run with a tight end. Now, I don't know if he can cover him, but he can run with him. Fuck, he's 4'4"? Four, four? How did I not see that? Yeah, he's four, four. He, led, he led Carolina in tackles like two of the past three years. Okay, um, hold on. He's 4'4'8". Four, four, That's that's a fast watch. He's four five, four six. He's fucking slow. That is at his pro day too. It's like he did it at the combine. So <laughs> right on. You know, his boy probably started it late, but um, that's like me and you running uh, four sixes. We're like, yeah, we're pretty good. I can't yeah. run a four six I'll twenty. Run, I'll run a six four at best. <laughs> but he's a, he's a, he, he'll make the team as a special teams guy and maybe a nickel outside linebacker. Um, I certainly hope so. But certainly as a special teams guy, I think that's why they drafted him. Um, not that special teams really matters anymore since everybody kicks the ball out of the end zone. Well, I don't every- know. Rick Doc Walker thinks special teams. I, I think he thinks all 53 guys on your roster should all play special teams at some point. Well, well he's back in the Neanderthal age. You know? and- it's so funny. I, mean, I, love when he, I love when they make a pick. He's like, oh, that's a team's guy. I'm like, uh, Doc, he's a quarterback. I don't think so. Well, Redskins, come on. I'm not, sure that, I'm not sure the Redskins have ever done anything wrong in Doc's eyes. <laughs> ever. 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 Speaking of special teams, guys um, – Kelvin Harmon, the wide receiver from NC State, was the next pick. <clears throat> All right, so so we're back to the '80s porn thing from a couple weeks ago. This guy gets me sized, Jeremy. I, I'm a little, I'm a little happy. I'm a little happy when I saw that. So I, he's more than just special teams, or special teams gets you sized. It, again, if he, if they would have drafted him where McLaren was and drafted McLaren where he was, I'd have been like, all right, that's cool. That's value on both picks. No shit, really. Yeah, I love this kid. I mean, he. To be honest with you. I thought he was going in the third round. I because you know I'm not paying it, but so I I was like, well they they're gonna just draft McLaren. He's he's not a big physical guy. This dude, I mean, I saw him play at NC State two years, a thousand yards. He is six three two twenty one, and he has just got a mean streak at him. I mean, he is a physical dude. He's slow four six, but he has great body control and he blocks. I mean, right. when, when I see him play, it's like Muhammad Sanu from. From the Falcons, big. That's a nice comp. Strong, actually, it is. alpha. Cool. You know, he's he just he comes with attitude. Um, he's going to get in your face. He's going to block you, and he's going to make two to three catches for you know ten yards a pop, maybe maybe you know eight yards a pop. But he's going to get you a first down. Not going to be able to run without the catch. But 
you know, he's, he's going to be a big, tough guy. So do you think, Jay, do you think he's actually going to make our, our roster based Absolutely. on the fact that we completely ragged on their wide receiving core from last week? Yeah, because if these guys basically show a pulse, they're going to make the team. <laughs> well, I mean, they, you know, they only yeah. got nothing. I mean, they're I mean, all special teams guys. Yeah, he's going to, I mean, you got to think, I, th- I mean, I think he's better than Brian Quick, Darvin Kitsy, Jehu Chesson, right? Never Craig, even fucking heard of that guy. Yeah, Robert Davis has been on the team for like 12 years and has like one catch. Um, Trey Quinn's going to be a slot guy. Cam Sims is probably the equivalent, right? He's a big kid from yes. from Alabama, yep. Yep. right? Had a good preseason. But I don't know if he was as accomplished as Kelvin Harmon, so maybe that's no. his competition to make the team. I expect of, of the draft, he was my favorite player because I thought he was a third-round talent that went to sixth round. Well, he was a big-time number one guy, you know, for a pretty good quarterback in Finley. And, you know, I, I think that experience is, you know, is very valuable. And, you know, McLaren kind of the same way. Um, this, they got a lot of reps, and they produced. So moving on to the next pick, the uh, DB out of uh, local. JMU kid. JMU guy, right? Was it Moreland? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think secondary depth later in, in the draft is usually a good bet. It's kind of like tight ends, you know. There's a lot of guys that can play that position. And whether or not he makes your roster or whatever else, if he can push the depth portion of things in, in training camp, um, if you can put him on a practice squad, that kind of thing. You know, with our history of injuries recently in the secondary and underperforming players, you can't have enough athletes. And apparently this guy, you know, this guy's a pretty good pedigree. He's going to have to... I think he's going to be a practice squad guy. Agreed. Um, get That's some, probably his ceiling right now. Yeah, I mean, get some size. He's got to get physical. Um, but he's obviously got some skill. And you put him on a practice squad, let him develop for a year, and see what he can do next year. Yeah, I mean, he's one of these guys, if he was five inches taller, he's probably a second-round pick. That's that's the kind of you know ability he has. And uh, it almost goes uh, back to uh, – um, Todd's point on I, the linebacker's name is already slipping my mind. The guy we got out of Carolina. But I think he can maybe play, you know, even a little bit. Of, he can play nickel. He can even play safety because he's got the ball-hawking ability. What he, I think he had six touchdowns on, uh, you know, six pick-sixes in college. He, you know, he's, he's got ability, and I think practice squad's a perfect place for him, maybe better if there's injuries. Perfect. So a, a, another good depth pick later in the rounds. And then they wrapped up the draft with? Jordan Brail- Brailford who played on the worst defense ever in the history of Oklahoma State. <laughs> That's why State. I just looked at you. I deferred to you because I saw – I didn't even hear of the guy, obviously. He's, he's a late seventh-round pick, but I saw that he played at Oklahoma State, and he's they a, gave up a paltry, what, 60,000 points? Yeah, I mean, he's you know? a I – mean, they, they, I've watched him play for two years. I can't name one guy. On their, <laughs> you know, no Is one he at least him. athletic? Ran a 4-6, and he weighs like – he had nine sacks. I was say, I thought he was double-digit, but there you go. But, I mean, you know, a sack in a Big 12 is like you stand back there for six seconds and you just sort of fall over, <laughs> you know. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, I, if, if he makes a team, it's a plus. If he's a practice squad guy, it's a plus. Sure. He's, he's a depth sure. guy. Sure. Um, maybe if he can I mean, if he can play teams, that is, that's his, probably his best way to stay on the roster. Right on. Jay, anything to add? Yeah, I, just, I, I like the fact they got somebody who got some sacks in college. If it works out, great. Not he's a seventh round pick. I mean, you got to pick somebody. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not you're not trading that one. <laughs> no, right. no, nobody's looking at you going, "Oh, can I please move up in the seventh round?" Should take right. a long snapper in case Sunberg's not ready from his injury. <laughs> uh, so we are going to wrap up today's episode with our favorite and least favorite picks of the entire draft. 
and they had some doozies. While we uh, while we look at our, our research and notes, and, and Jeremy's pouring through just... I'm not looking at anything. An I'm encyclopedia worth of notes over there. Um, I must say this. I did tune in for a little bit on Saturday, because full disclosure, Andrea was out of town. Boys were playing outside, and I looked out. You know, I looked at the TV, and there was just shit on. And I was like, "Huh." Oh, the draft's Your wife still on. leaves, and then you get to actually watch the draft. I did. So I sat back. I actually really dug what they did in Nashville. They had it outdoors. Super cool. Very cool. Closed off a few streets. Had a bunch of TVs. Vendors outside. They had the ESPN um, amongst you know NFL Network tents and everything broadcasting live from there. And it definitely gave me a Nashville vibe, right? You know where you you can just pop on down the street there and and, and see a, a you know a live show pretty much twenty four seven. It was a very cool scene, and it and and it was way different than the old Radio City Music Hall in New York just shit fest that was the uh, the draft a couple of years ago. So I like that they're thinking a little more proactively. And as, and as a guy that likes to make fun of the draft more than I actually like to analyze it, I, I thought that that was a positive. That was a cool scene. I mean, I, everybody was down there drinking, having fun, being complete clowns. But you know what? Why not? G- good stuff. Absolutely. So what was our favorite pick of the draft? In terms of value, in terms of um, somebody moving up, uh, a, a player falling, and it can even be one of the skins picks that we just talked about. Well, I think uh, Haskins is pro- or, or Sweat is pro- not Haskins. Haskins is a great pick, but I think Sweat's probably the best pick. Yep, uh, given the value uh, and where he was drafted. But if you don't go past, if you want, if you can't go skins because we've already talked about him, I like the Noah Fant pick at twenty. For Denver, um, he's a, uh, a Jordan Reed-type athletic tight end. Um, not as good as Hawkinson, but I can't pick Hawkinson because he went high. But the best value, I think, is this guy Noah Fan. I think he's going to um, I think he's going to catch a lot of balls next year. He's going to be the starting tight end out there. And Flacco loves tight ends, as you saw in Baltimore. Yes, he does. Um, so I think it's a, he's going to have a big year, and I, I think that's going to be the most productive uh, offensive rookie uh, non-quarterback. I'm going to go with sort of a, a quarterback twofer on this for my best and worst. Wait, were you done, Jerry? Did you go? I was both? I was completely finished. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I really didn't want to interrupt you. I don't give a shit. But anyway. Um, so I love you too, man. I feel a lot of love in the room right now. I love you, bro. Um I'm going to go with Drew Locke being uh, the best pick. Because, you son of a bitch. You oh, took my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. That's where, There's my research. That's what it gets me. The same thing as somebody smart. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was good value. He may completely suck. I don't even really know. But, you know, everybody was talking about him going top 10, top 12, whatever it was, and they got him in the second round. I mean, that's a complete steal as far as I'm concerned, unless he completely bombs. And then my worst pick, and again, I'm not, you know, knocking the kid. He could still be a, a good NFL player. But how do you take Jones at six? I just, I don't understand. Uh, you know, I know it's Gettleman. I know he's kind of a dipshit. But <laughs> he's such Bruce a dipshit. Bruce Allen is too, and he got Haskins at 15. So I God, just, I'm so glad they took him there. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was beautiful. I mean, you know, it made me happy. I just talk about bad value in my opinion which means nothing but still bad value <laughs> Todd, what you got your opinion holds a lot of water jeremy don't sell yourself short you're no slouch i'm definitely no slouch. actually you know, i take exception i'm a tremendous slouch you're a tremendous slouch judge <laughs> so i actually think so you took my thunder with lock because i think that was apologies I, no, no no right on no i think that was great that uh the denver needed to take somebody there they needed another quarterback and the fact that he fell you know 
similarly to the way Haskins fell to us, Locke fell to them, and that, that worked out perfectly. I actually think Paris Campbell going in the second round, now being matched up with Andrew Luck in Indy, I think that was mm-hmm. a freaking steal because cool. that guy, that guy's like Reggie Wayne, you know, 2.0, and, and we saw what Wayne, you know, did for, for a long time. I think that's going to be an absolutely dynamic combo, and it scares the shit out of me, and I'm glad they're in the AFC. Yeah, it could be a um, Michael Thomas 2.0, too. Either way, it's scary. Yeah, 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 right on. You know, one of those guys that comes in very impactful with a pedigree, but he's going he's gonna to kick ass. He's going to be really, really good. God, we're smart. I mean, Daniel Jones, I don't think, is a bad player. I think he'll probably end up being a, a decent player. Yeah, but not but at number six. At Jesus six, Christ. You, yeah, you can't take a backup. And then he, and then Gettleman comes out and says he may sit for three years. I, maybe he was joking, but are you kidding me? You're gonna I think take he's a, brushing his teeth at Coors Light. Yeah, you're going you're, <laughs> you're to take a, a We can player, only hope. You're going to take a player at six um, and not, not playing for the first three years? I mean, that would be absolutely ridiculous. So what do you think was the absolute worst pick of the draft if we had to assign one? Wes Martin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I would have said Bryce Love had you not semi-convinced me tonight. I, I still think that Bryce Love pick is so head-scratching for so many different reasons. Um, and even if you're picking for the future, even if that, that position um, isn't as deep as we think it is right now, I just don't think running back – Running backs are really a dime a dozen when you get past that first level, and he was first level a year ago. That's and the key. I think I think he may still be, and they they need those weapons. They have zero weapons on offense, really. Yeah, but so he's not going to play this year. But I, right, but I mean that's where the going forward thing. You know, now I don't think it's a four year pick like our boy Bruce said, but I think it's it's at least a two year. Speak pick. for yourself. He's your boy. He's not mine. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, did you guys see the junkies where? Um, Eb hates Bruce Allen so much. <laughs> yes, that he does. They were buffoon. They, he, yeah, he calls like him a buffoon is. and how he's taken over the first round. It's going to be a disaster. And then the first round goes swimmingly, and he comes out and he says, "Thank God for Kyle Smith, because Kyle Smith got drafted these players, and they're start, everybody starts to call him on it. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you were reaming him for." Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder are going to make these picks and they're going to botch it. And it's going to be terrible. And now that they turn out good, you can't give them credit. You say now it's Kyle Smith. So anything good that happens to the rest because it's Kyle Smith, anything bad is Bruce Allen. He's like, yeah, sounds about right. It's like, that guy's a buffoon. I refuse to give him credit. So <laughs> it's so funny how they, you know, I don't like, I think Bruce Allen's a moron too. But uh, you got to give him, if, if, if he was involved as much as people say he was, they had a hell of a first day. No, they really did. And, and, and all things considered, <clears throat> If you had told me last week at this time we would have the uh, the number of impactful players that they picked, I, I would have been really surprised, especially with the high end talent. And you know, I joke about Love and Martin and everything else, but we bought ourselves a little bit of escrow, but with Haskins and Sweat. So I wonder you know. if it buys Jay Gruden more time because he has a rookie. So it's all about wins yeah. and losses, and I can't see this team winning more than six or seven games. But I really can't. I, I do think uh, to just to pile on to Jerry's point that. If if Haskins plays, let's say twelve plus games, I think Gruden keeps his job. I, I basically is a way because he's still got that one more year on his deal, I believe. After this year, yeah, I think you're and, right, and I think that you know, I I think you know, it does buy him a little more time. Um, excuse me again on, on the Bryce Love thing. I think that's the only pick that kept them from honestly having an A plus draft. I think it knocks it down to maybe an A A minus um, because again, you d- you did not get a starter there, and that does hurt a little bit. It does. 
The biggest head scratcher for me in the draft in the first round was when the Texans drafted Titus Howard um, at tackle. I mean, the kid's got athletic ability, but he comes from Alabama State. Um, he's a project player, and to take him when there are other good players on the board with their needs, uh, I think that was a head scratcher for everybody. But they just fell in love with him, and it was one of those, we're going to outsmart everybody by taking a gym. Right. Um, and uh, but, but that left people... I mean, you, you, I love when they pan to the to the fans, and they and, all look at each other. And they're with all like, "Who's surprise? that guy?" Yeah, exactly. Who? Who? What? And then Who? they say this, and then they say the university usually, and everybody goes, "Yeah." They're like Alabama State. State. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh shit, oh. who the hell is that guy?" <laughs> so, Todd, what do you give the Skins draft grade overall? Oh, with our history, it's a very low bar, very low bar. So it has to get an A. You know, whether it's in a vacuum or on a curve, doesn't matter. The fact that they got two high-end talents the way they did in the first round, I almost, you know, I almost looked the other way on a few of the head scratchers. Um, they got some good depth linemen. If they hadn't taken those linemen, it, it, it would have dropped it down for me. But I think between the two high-end talents you got in Sweat and Haskins and the two linemen, A, a for me, especially with this team's history. I would give it a B plus. I would give it an A day one and an A day three and a B day two. Um, the, I didn't. I did not like the trade down because um, I could have gotten a starter, and I wasn't thrilled with the two picks. But again, I'll be cheering for West Martin, man. I mean, maybe he'll come on our podcast one day and just come out all grizzly and and hammered and start great. ruining my pool table and throwing <laughs> shit around. Um, he just seems Can't like we'd be all so lucky. He seems like a great dude, a guy who would like you just like to drink beers with. So I'm hoping he makes it, but you know. He'll probably suck because he plays for the Redskins. That sounds like the John Crook of offensive linemen. <laughs> what do you give it, Jay? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with an A minus just because of the, you know, maybe a little bit overvaluing the linemen and and going with with a guy in love at, at four when there, you have other needs. Um, but overall, you know, very very happy with what they did, which I'm I'm shocked to say because I was not expecting that when we talked last. I'm with you. I'm, I'm I'm super surprised that I'm speaking as as positively about the draft. But you know, the million dollar question, and maybe we can hit on this next week, is going to be how did they develop these guys? Because we seem to be a franchise that wants a finished product out of the draft. And we also need to talk next week about what the Caps do in the off season moving forward. Oh boy, that's going to be could be a lot, could be a little, but there's a lot to talk about. That's for sure. So. Fur lat should be extended, and Bruce Allen should be extended. <laughs> that's what I. That's yes. my consensus. And plaques on the wall for both. Uh, off the end of a bridge or into a volcano. <laughs> here, here, boys. Grand Canyon or some <laughs> shit like that. Hopefully, it's just a plaque, you know, at the top of the Grand yeah, Canyon. I really don't wish it will. I just don't like them. <laughs> and with that, we will sign off another edition of Wings, Beers, and Tears, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. Peace. Love you all. Peace. See you.